0: Hello, and welcome to Don't Pee On Your Leg and Other Scientific Misconceptions, where we talk about scientific misconceptions we all have, and we hope that you learn something new about the world. I am here with my co host, Margaret 5G Hanslick Burton.
1: And I'm here with my co host, Camden Eleganza Hanslick Burton. Welcome Welcome to to the the show.
0: show. Our first segment every week is where we share something we are excited about. Margaret, what is making you so ding-dang excited?
1: Jazzed? Um, I am excited that we are slowly and sort of teaching our dog to play the piano. Oh, yeah. We have. I have a toy piano that is right at her nose height, um, and we are teaching her, again, slowly, Low notes, high notes, and then eventually middle notes too. So she just has to boop the piano in the right range with her nose, and she gets a treat. So I'm very, very excited that she's going to be a pianist. She's a musical genius already.
0: I mean, she's a prodigy in so many ways. So so it's not going to be surprising when she learns chopsticks by next episode.
1: No. What are you excited about, Camden?
0: Um, you know. Things have just sort of been normal, which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's like nothing wild going on is also nice. That's okay. Um, it was my parents' 40th wedding anniversary, so that was fun. Yeah. We set up a surprise for them. Um, so, shout out to them for making it 40 years.
1: Shout out to your sister for helping.
0: Shout out to my sister, longtime listener, for helping. Um, yeah, the whole family pitched in and I think gave him a, a nice scare.
1: No, not a scare. A nice uh, surprise. <laughs> sorry. Surprise. I get those words confused.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun.
1: It was very nice. It was very nice.
0: Well, Margaret, let's head into what is that sound? Cue theme music.
1: So in our segment called what is that sound? where we, we keep with the
0: spirit of the show, meaning one of us researches something the other one doesn't know about, except here it's just going to be a sound that we play. And I think I'm going to have to figure out what it is this week.
1: That's right. So I have found a sound and you are going to guess what it is. I will give you a hint. And I think you'd be able to guess it's not biological this time. Okay. It's not biological. It's scientific. Not biological. You ready?
0: Yep. That sounds like a song I should know.
1: It doesn't matter what song it is. Okay. I, I don't I, know what the song is.
0: That's yes, bonus points. Um. I mean it. It sounds like. Uh. I don't. I'm trying to think of what.
1: Just generally describe it.
0: I mean, it, it's something is generating sound, uh-huh. like. Yes. Um, you know, just like a button you could push that just generates like one tone. It mm-hmm. definitely sounds like one tone. Okay. Um. So I'm thinking of like a science museum where you like, they've hooked up some sort of like amplifiers thing to something that's not normally and making sound. So it's I like, like that idea a lot. You touch like a ball and it makes like a little ping sound. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Okay. It's, yeah. Do you want to hear it one more time? or Are you y- confident? Yes. Okay. No, one I want more to time. Hear
0: it at a time. So I also. I'm cheating a bit and I feel like I hear people in the background. Okay. Which makes me think it's like a like a science museum or something. But now it sounds like it unless it's just a musician, they it (laughs) sounds like a real song that's been programmed. So now it's making me think it's somebody programmed like a wheel of cheese.
1: Oh, And it's like
0: rolling down like a Rube (laughs) Goldberg-like device at the exact timing to make this sound.
1: Like those highways where if you go the right speed, you'll hear some tones.
0: In fact, that's what it is. You gave it away. Freudian slip.
1: No. No. Um, You're very close. Like you're right on a lot of things except the main one. Which is
0: the part where I would have been right. Yes. All right. What is it?
1: So first of all, my sources are ABC Science, Wikipedia, and the YouTube channel... Rascubulus? Rascubulus. R A C. No, R A S C U B U L O U S. Perfect. Wow, that was
0: all letters Um, somewhere in there.
1: That sound that you heard is music generated by the computer Cyrac, spelled C S I R A C. Why is this significant? Well, Cyrac. Was the first computer in the world to play digital music.
0: Oh. It was okay. also
1: the fifth stored program computer in the world and Australia's first digital digital computer. What? It began being used in 1951, and you are right, Camden, it still survives today because it's in a museum. So you heard okay. those people. Wow. Um, I will add the caveat that they never actually recorded CYRAC making music, but they've reconstructed how it would sound. Okay. But that's how it would sound. So the first computer in the world to play music. Um, I learned, because you always have to do these comparisons with old computers, Again, it was it was a supercomputer super back then. It was, it was the size wonder. of a city block, It and was it
0: held one floppy disk worth of information. Well,
1: basically, it was, I think they said, the size of a double garage. Oh, my gosh. And it held two kilobytes of storage. Oh. And to give you some context, I think I have this right. An iPhone 8 has around 64 gigabytes of storage space. Is that right? Does that sound yeah, right to you? Yeah, which which is like sixty four th- million
0: yeah holy kilobytes. So in your iPhone and your iPhone is not the whole chip. Like the chip that is holding that storage is even smaller than your iPhone. That's wild. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it is wild how far we've come. But again, I don't want to discount how significant that computer is because it is it is significant. That was Cyrac making some music.
0: Good job, Cyrak. Yeah. All right, Margaret, we got to take a moment to thank our Patreon subscribers, of Ooh. which we have our newest fan of the show, mm-hmm. Justin.
1: Justin, thank you. Camden, we are so excited to welcome Justin to our Patreon family. Um, but I'm wondering how would someone else become a Patreon? supporter well,
0: i guess i'm not done celebrating justin well
1: i'm not either i just was wondering
0: well okay i mean so what justin did is mm-hmm. he went to patreon.com he's so smart don't pee on your leg
1: what a smart person
0: and he chose one of our three support levels and justin's gaining access to our bonus content he chose oh, one of those so upper lucky. two levels he's, he's so lucky. lucky um what bonus content is justin getting
1: well he will get special episodes of Don't Pee on Your Leg and half of the episodes of Gotta Classify Them All, which is our other supplemental podcast. Um, We do every other episode of that podcast on our public feed for Don't Pee on Your Leg, but then the other half are private and just for Patreon subscribers. So, we really, really appreciate Justin and all of you who become fans of the show. And again, you can gain access to stuff like that cool bonus content.
0: Yeah. So Justin um, it's going to give a fun shout out on the private show mm-hmm. um, along with our other Patreon subscribers. Yep. And, you know... We just thank him because it allows us to keep putting on multiple shows because we're Mm -hmm. producing a show every single week now. That's right. Um, Most of them for the public, but again, not all of them. So if you want access like Justin now has, go to patreon.com slash don't pee on your leg.
1: Thanks, Justin.
0: So let's head into the main segment of the show, The Misconceptions. Every episode, we will bring a new misconception to share, explain, and discuss. As a note, as always, each of us has not heard this misconception. Mm-mm. This is so that the co-host will come along with the audience and learn alongside of you without the feeling that they needed to prepare or act like they knew what was going on the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, Margaret, like always, we got I, I have s- an idea for this one. We're not doing the random name generator? No. Oh, wow. Mm-mm. I'm scared. So to
1: pick this one, I'm going to go... Our satchel, our dog, who we've mentioned. Um, I'm gonna go find her if she is stand if she is sitting or standing. Then you go first, and if she's lying down, then I go first.
0: How okay. about that? If she's sitting or standing, yeah, it's me. Yeah, okay,
1: yeah, yeah, okay. Um, you vamp for a second. I'm gonna go see what she's doing.
0: Margaret asked me what my favorite cake is, um, which is carrot cake, um, and I know. Dear listener, while Margaret's out, this is what you come for. It's for me to speak quietly into the microphone and tell you about You get to cake. go first. Well, uh, where was she? She
1: was standing at the front door watching the neighbors.
0: I, you know, I accepted I that I I was... thought she would be
1: lying down at the front door watching the when neighbors. When you said
0: sitting or standing, <sighs> I, I figured I'm going to win this because she's going to be at the front door.
1: I thought, but she's so tired. I thought she'd be lying down. All right. But regardless, you go ahead. You've you've earned it.
0: Margaret. Oh. Yes. What have you heard about tornadoes when it comes to hitting small towns versus big cities?
1: They don't hit big cities very much. Margaret, why is that? Because we have more skyscrapers and it disperses the air pressure.
0: Yeah. That that is what a lot of people say. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, Not it, really as in, oh, it's true, but really as in, is is that the misconception? That
0: is what a lot of people say. There's something okay. with the skyscrapers. Some people say the concrete mm. messes with temperature and all of that. Um, Margaret. Yeah. Let's talk about tornadoes oh, let's. in big cities. Let's. Uh, so first off, welcome to late spring here Thank in you. Kansas. Thank you uh, so much. It is tornado season.
1: We had our... Uh, first Wednesday of the month tornado warning yesterday. Yeah,
0: I should have recorded yesterday. Um, So what is a tornado?
1: I believe a tornado is when a hot or at least a warm front meets a cold front.
0: Yes, very good. That's sort of been crammed into the minds, at least of (laughs) of us in Kansas, in what is known as Tornado Alley, which we'll talk about. Um, So a tornado is a type of cyclone. Which is just a circular windstorm. Okay. Um, There are many types of cyclones. Can you think of others?
1: Hurricane. Yes. Monsoon. No.
0: Sounds like that.
1: Typhoon. Typhoon. Typhoon.
0: Um, And so most of these are just named after what they kind of look like and where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, So in... They're called cyclones if you go to like um, Southeast Asia. Although if you're on the Pacific side, so like Indian Ocean side of South, like around India, they might be called a cyclone, mm. but they might be called a typhoon um, on the Pacific side of Asia. Um, or if you get over into North America, um, they're called hurricanes. Oh, uh, gotcha. South America, they call them cyclones. Um, so it kind of depends on where they are. And if they're over land... Some places they'll call them cyclones, or they'll call them tornadoes.
1: Yeah, I was—I think I was listening to somebody on a British podcast the other day saying "cyclone" for
0: a tornado. Europe somewhere. Yes, yeah, yeah I think. And that's so right. most of its colloquial—I mean, those who may listen know that hurricanes and tornadoes are different, mm-hmm. um, but they are cyclones. They are mm-hmm. circular wind storms. And mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about the ones um, overland um, that we call tornadoes. Um, or twisters if you will Mm -hmm. Um, so we kind of need to know what they are in order to get at this misconception that they do or do not affect big cities as often Mm -hmm. Um, so you were right when cold air in the atmosphere is over warm air
1: over okay
0: this causes an updraft why would cold air on top of warm air cause air to start moving upwards
1: is it because cold air is less dense does it have to do with density?
0: It does have to do with density. What if what part of our house is the warmest? Upstairs. Upstairs. So warm air mm-hmm. goes which Rises. Rises. <laughs> warm air rises. So warm air is, is actually less dense because the less dense something is, the higher up right. it will go. Okay.
1: Right. I, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Which, yeah, it takes some thinking about it, right? But a rock is more dense than water. If you throw a rock into water, it will Unless sink. Unless
1: it's one of those rocks that hides your keys because I think those are just mostly... very good
0: glad we don't want to build a common misconception misconception that's a common misconception
1: that all rocks are high to keep rocks
0: so when cold air meets warm air warm air will rise
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and this creates an updraft so literally will create wind moving up Mm -hmm. the cold air will start to sink which will create air moving down if those meet in the right um combination they will start this moving air and they will start to twist around each other Mm. they will start flowing past each other um which when it's also very uh humid outside there's Mm. a lot of moisture in the air Mm -hmm. that creates that it will also start to form a cloud which is why twisters appear as clouds Mm. um there's literally it is a twisting cloud starting to move around um so what's also kind of fun about that is that a tornado is warm inside and cold outside. Not that I recommend... Like a, go...
1: like a hot pocket. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, for this analogy, imagine a twirling, puffy hot pocket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we've created here. Yes. Very good. Thank you. Um, so obviously I'm sim- simplifying a bit, but that's the general thoughts of it. Cold air on top, warm air on bottom creates that up and down wind um, which creates spiraling wind. Um, and that's why meteorologists are always interested in when uh, warm and cold fronts are coming together. Right. right, Because air will tend to mix pretty casually. Mm-hmm. It's not always that severe. So it, it requires pretty extreme cold and warm fronts to like hit together.
1: In the right circumstances. In the right circumstances.
0: Mm-hmm. And it involves humidity um, to get those clouds moving as well. Mm-hmm. Um so, right, the conditions have to be right. It's not just when it's cold and warm yeah. in a region um, because humidity plays a factor into it as well. You've maybe heard of the uh, an EF scale or the Enhanced Vegeta Tornado Damage Intensity Scale.
1: Not not a lot, no. So
0: maybe when we were kids, it was called the F scale, like an F1, F2. Oh, yes. It's now called EF1. Oh, okay. So they've um, upgraded it or, you know, revised it. it as mm-hmm. we do. So there's EF0 all the way through EF5, where EF5 is... Wind damages is over 200 miles an hour. Wow. And EF0s are around 65 miles an hour.
1: Still so, quite still windy. powerful,
0: but mm-hmm. you could be in a 65 mile per hour wind and feel it, but not be hurt and not have something be sent, you know, flying at you or mm-hmm. through your through window you. or... Oh. Or through you. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Obviously, the more minor it is, the EF or the EF1s tend to be more common. It is more common for those to occur. Mm-hmm. Um, Tornado Alley. Here's another fun one that I got to... You know how we typically find misconceptions within a misconception? Yes. Where do What states do you think of in North America that are known as Tornado Alley? Oklahoma. Yes. Where else is in Tornado Alley? Maybe
1: southern Kansas.
0: Yeah, parts of Kansas. I'm yeah. not asking for the whole state. Okay, but like,
1: southern Kansas oklahoma texas
0: okay missouri arkansas yeah maybe Sh-
1: sure yeah Oh. yep yeah yes colorado? you
0: do i'm just saying yeah what do you typically think no of i don't as think as about tornado- colorado okay but we think of that strip mm-hmm. kansas oklahoma texas mm-hmm. so that is what is known as tornado alley and there are a lot of tornadoes there per year according to NOAA. and i should say a lot of my information came from NOAA. The National Geographic in an article by Dr. Marshall Shepard, um, who is a meteorologist.
1: You're going to say, though, that, like, actually, the m- the world's highest tornado yes. densities happen in Argentina.
0: Uh, so I'm just going to focus on North <laughs> okay, America. Okay,
1: in Boston.
0: Well, use what I shared earlier. What are the conditions for a tornado? Hotter maybe? and Con- colder. Okay. Where are places that typically are very, and not just hot and cold air, because we don't see any in Arizona, for example. Right, Why is right. that?
1: Because it's all hot. It's all.
0: Well, and it does get cold there. It does. What was the other piece? It's a moving cloud. Mm-hmm. How do you get clouds?
1: Uh, some humidity.
0: Yes. Oh, okay. So in like Arizona. So somewhere places-
1: humid. So maybe by the ocean.
0: Yes. So the ocean is required. You need humidity. Mm -hmm. It was a very humid area of the North America that you can think of, or at least the United States.
1: Like the South.
0: Yes. So most, there's also another alley called Dixie Alley. Oh. And folks in the Southern, Southeastern United States might be aware of this. Most tornadoes occur in Louisiana, Alabama, and Mississippi. Whoa. And Florida Panhandle.
1: Whoa, really?
0: That is where most tornadoes in the United States occur. So they
1: could get both tornadoes and hurricanes. Yes. Oh man.
0: Which probably makes sense now that we know they are both her- cyclones. Mm-hmm. Why they have the yeah. conditions?
1: Wow. Yes, Oof.
0: tornado. There are a lot of tornadoes in Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, and Kansas, and a little Missouri. But it is not for as far as just statistically where they most frequent. It would it's be Louisiana, true, really. Alabama, Mississippi, wow. and Florida. Okay. Um, And in fact, there's evidence that climate change is starting to push those alleys even further southeast um, due to the increases in moisture in those regions and the drying conditions further west Mm. in the United States. Okay. Um, So, climate change, of course, is playing a factor into this as well. Um, So, with all of that, do tornadoes avoid big cities? It gets hot. In moist <laughs>
1: in big cities. In big too. cities. Mm. Why
0: is there this big thing? Well, really it comes down to 80% of the United States is in a metropolitan area, mm-hmm. but only about three percent of the world's land is considered urban. Mm-hmm. It's just a small target to hit.
1: Yes. Yeah. However,
0: there is no evidence to suggest that a un a disproportionate number of tornadoes miss or don't hit cities Mm -hmm. if only about three percent of that er of our area is urban we do see about three percent or even more of tornadoes occurring in those areas
1: so it's proportional
0: it's proportional and that's the part that confuses us most of us live near a city but most of the geographic area isn't city Mm -hmm. and so you just think there's this bias by media of like and not you know maliciously Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we just don't see it a lot where the people are um, but no, there's no evidence to suggest that.
1: Wow, Camden. I hadn't thought of just the fact that by dividing up land that way, yeah, of course they're more likely to not hit cities because cities aren't the majority of yeah. the space.
0: And it would have been kind of a boring misconception if I just led with that. Yeah. But that's generally <laughs> the case. Um but yeah, when you think about the science behind a tornado, yeah, there's no reason why it wouldn't mm-hmm. hit um mm-hmm. a city. Mm-hmm. Um if you are, because it's that time of year, if you find yourself near tornadoes uh or in an area that has a lot of tornado watches or warnings remember um in the case of a tornado uh go somewhere underground go to interior rooms of walls or basement um really try to stay away from large areas or exterior walls um do not actually go underneath highway overpasses oh really um that is not uh, you want to get low in the ground like a ditch okay um Don't stay in your vehicle. Um, It'll get picked up potentially or the windows could break on it. Um, Yeah. And of course, go into a tornado shelter if you are near one. Mm -hmm. Um, Concrete enclosed areas are going to be safer underground. Mm -hmm. Um, But get interior, get away from windows, um, get low to the ground, go to a basement. um, The lowest ground that you can think of.
1: Yes. I when we were in Seattle, gotten I would get nervous when we, like at the idea of not having a basement because not a ton of places yep. had basements there. Our first apartment in Kansas didn't have a basement. Oh, I got so nervous. Um, but we have a basement now and I feel real good about that. Um, Thank you, Camden. Yeah. That was a misconception that I had just assumed was true. Yeah,
0: I did too. Someone said it the other day and I was like, oh yeah, hmm. I heard something about Concrete. Oh no! Now I got to do this for the show, (laughs) and yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting that you should be talking about wind because I'm kind of also talking about wind, but in a different, more British sense. Like
0: passing wind. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like passing. Explicit filter on this. No, this is just
1: a biological fact of life. So, you remember in elementary school i think this is right i think is this is he who dealt it smelt it no 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 that is true that is true ah. um did you did you have that thing where if a kid in your class got pink eye you all had to have slips to take home <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah 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 and let your parents know, like know your guardians know
1: that someone in your class had pink eye you know where this is going yes yeah, well, much like you're doing, everybody in my class would kind of laugh to themselves because we all know how pink eye is spread. Camden, how's it spread?
0: <laughs> you pass wind on a pillow, uh huh, and then you sleep on that pillow.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. We all know which that uh, someone farts on a pillow and then someone else sleeps on that pillow, and then they get pink eye. But guess what, Camden? That. It's not Only
0: works half the time. No, no. Oh, it, it, it does, it's not it's true. It's wrong. Dang. No,
1: it's not true. My sources are Mayo Clinic, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Alina Health, a science in our world piece from Penn State. So let's talk about pink eye first. Yep. What? No. Oh, you, you looked like you were deep in thought about pink eye. I was
0: thinking about passing wind. Just
1: thinking about farts. So pink eye, which is also called conjunctivitis, Yes. Means that the membrane that lines your eyelid and is on the white parts of your eyes, okay. the conjunctiva, is oh. inflamed or infected.
0: Like an itis.
1: Yes, that's what it means. Oh, so, okay. I didn't know that means, was called the conjunctiva. Yeah. Con- conjunctiva, conjunctiva. So that's all it means. is that it was in, It's inflamed or it's infected. Yikes. The pinkness of pink eye comes from...
0: Like the irritation or yeah the, it's inflamed yeah. yeah so
1: that means the blood vessels are expanding being to easier to see
0: easier and so, oh yeah, yeah
1: yeah so that's why where that pink um color comes from
0: so it's like the same as any infection it gets red like when mm-hmm. an area gets infected because there's more blood being delivered
1: exactly so again not just infected but also just inflamed irritated Yep which leads to a really good point that i had not thought about and didn't know there are many kinds of pink eye or conjunctivitis and they have many different causes so that bac- makes sense bacteria can be a cause viruses can be a cause allergies foreign objects in your eye even blocked tear ducts Olly. in babies can lead to pink eye oh, i know
0: so pink eye is like a a class of infections yes it's, it's a big like umbrella a term cold.
1: Exactly. Got it. With a lot of different symptoms and causes. So speaking of symptoms, you could have things like eye redness, tearing, like tearing up all the time, itchiness in your eyes, crustiness on your eyes. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. Uh, Feeling like there's something in your eye when you can't, like you can't get it out. Blurry vision. And there's other symptoms as well. I learned that most cases of pink eye are viral and the result of adenovirus, Oh, okay. But bacterial pink eye can occur too because of things, for example, like wearing dirty contact lenses or someone else's contacts. That's what I read. I can't. I know you don't wear contacts, but the idea of wearing someone else's contacts is horrifying to me. It is unbelievable unbelievable wow. because also your prescription may not work for someone else but that's what I regardless was thinking, I was like
0: i never wear someone else's <gasps> glasses if they have a prescription i'll just be like ah. unless
1: it's to go like oh whoa yeah
0: 100 <laughs> percent of cases of wearing someone else's glasses <laughs> to are be like to wow your vision is eyes. bad yes.
1: <laughs> no but you don't put in someone else's contacts God. and go oh whoa.
0: Well, you certainly wouldn't have someone be like, "Whoa, whoa!" All right, I'm going to wear these the rest of the day. Oh
1: my gosh, don't do this! And it's important to remember, I had to do this the other day to change out your contact case. Oh yeah, you taught me once that. Once a month, yeah. You, why was that again? Because like there can be buildup and things like that. Oof. You just you just can't Where use did you it. Tell me that. Sorry. <laughs> um, but both viral and bacterial types of pink eye are very contagious, which is why they sent that pink slip home with us in elementary school.
0: Ironic that it's pink
1: ironic that it's pink at least it was in my school um it was
0: in ours i guess we went to the same school district
1: same school district um pink eye spreads though through contact with the liquid the the jellies from Uh. (laughs) from an infected person's eyes either directly or indirectly and I love... Are you
0: still laughing at jellies? No, no, no. Oh. I'm laughing
1: at directly now because I picture directly as like touching I... eyeballs. Oh,
0: we bumped eyes. We
1: bumped eyeballs. Um, that isn't probably what they mean though. It also can spread through touch, like by shaking hands, through the air, or through touching a surface and then touching your eyes.
0: wonder if pink eye numbers have also gone down in the world of coronavirus. I would
1: imagine that... We'll, we'll talk about that a bit later. But yeah, I would imagine that they have if everyone's taking care of themselves like they should be. Um, allergies can also cause pink eye because oh, man. I know when your body encounters allergens like pollen, for example, your body goes on high alert and produces immunoglobulin E, which is an antibody, and that causes your eyes mucus linings to produce histamines and other inflammatory substances that lead to pink eye.
0: Because people's eyes get itchy and red. Mm-hmm. And so potentially that could just lead to an infection
1: Well, or inflammation. Yeah, inflammation. And remember, it right. doesn't have to be an infection right. to That's be pink right. eye. It can just be inflammation. Yikes. And most people who have allergies, who have those uh, symptoms, just take allergy meds to prevent or control that allergic conjunctivitis, it's called. So why... Isn't this farting on a pillow myth true? I love saying farting on a podcast. I have to I'm... put the
0: tag on. I think you only no, get you don't. I think the FEC... uh-huh. FCC 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 only gives us like five farts an episode. I think we blew through them. <laughs> I think we did. Oh, that's a good pun.
1: We blew. Oh, stop. Um so farts or flatulence if you're being fancy, they're mostly methane gas. Yep. So simply put, any bacteria in the fart, which there can be bacteria in a fart, but those bacteria wouldn't survive long enough to infect a person who sleeps on that pillowcase. So say your <laughs> your little brother comes in
0: yeah, just and you know, farts
1: on your pillow I'm being very teen, funny. I'm hoping
0: all the teens on their way to a sleepover. right well, mm-hmm. Also, don't have a sleepover in, during don't the have Don't have a sleepover. But... I imagine they're listening to this yeah. right now who are like, oh, oh no. Man.
1: And then you come in and you sleep on that pillowcase. You're not going to get pink eye. It's disgusting. But you're going to
0: get them good.
1: Disgusting. But you won't get pink eye. Um, I really liked that the author of the the Science in Our World piece from Penn State, they said that maybe, maybe, maybe if a person wasn't wearing clothes or underwear, oh and they farted on your pillow and you instantly buried your face in the pillow oh you might get pink eye you might but you probably wouldn't get it even then because of how quickly bacteria die in open air and that's not how the prank goes you don't it's not it doesn't work Look, like that
0: i'm not trying to make this more visceral than it already is <laughs> just, but if you see i'm a, not sorry if you see a friend sans clothing <laughs>
1: Perched, perched upon your pillow.
0: <laughs> get out of there. You, Don't, get out of there. And also be like, take my pillow with you. Yeah, you owe me a new pillow. You
1: owe me a whole new pillow. A
0: whole new pillow. Pillowcase and pillow. I'm not playing games. Uh-uh. Get out of my house, Derek.
1: <laughs> uh-uh. So that's not how it works. You're not going to get pink eye from farting on a pillow. But how do we prevent pink eye? Well, get like you alluded friends. to. Well, sure. But like you alluded to, a lot of the same preventative measures for pink eye mm. apply to COVID-19 and really any virus kind of health yeah. thing you want to avoid. So, wash those hands, yep. don't touch your eyes. Yep. And then this is true. I I was thinking about this in theater for theater in high school. Don't share eye makeup. Don't share oh, eye makeup.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't share Washcloths don't share towels
0: or the tools for eye makeup. Yeah,
1: or brushes or anything with people. Um, And then wash your towels and pillowcases often, not because of farts, b- but because, say, you had pink eye. Yeah. You slept on your pillow. You didn't change could, it out. You could just reinfect yourself. Okay. Um You were saying, well, that people- you wouldn't rein... but you would be. Ba- it just clean your clean your stuff. Clean wash, it. Wash
0: your hands. Wash your well, hands. Well, you were also saying that people who do get an infection, mm-hmm. which is not. You can have pink eye without infection, right. but people who do have it, mm-hmm. that is pretty um, contagious. Yes, it's pretty easy yes. for folks to get it again. Yeah, so
1: yeah, so wash your hands, wash yourself, don't share stuff, don't fart on other people's pillows yeah, anyway. That's stop. so rude. It just stop it, doing that, Carl. Yeah. Stop it.
0: Yeah, if you, if this is
1: the message you needed to hear today please don't fart on anyone's pillows yeah. we've gone through enough
0: you're not giving them pink eye you're just a bad friend you're
1: a bad friend um and that is my misconception <laughs> Camden. it really it was just seeing how many times i could say fart in a misconception well if so. we
0: get canceled or put off air we'll know how many times we were allowed well, to say fart
1: that's fine that's a battle i'm willing to fight
0: um thanks margaret you
1: are so welcome <laughs>
0: So we're going to head into the final segment of the show where we share something we've been consuming, reading, listening, watching,
1: otherwise
0: ingesting Mm -hmm. this week. So I went first. So Margaret, do you want to go first? I'd love to. Okay.
1: I have just started a great book. I'm only one chapter in, but I can tell it's very good and right up my alley. It's called I Remember You. The subtitle is A Ghost Story. So you can see why I'd be into it. It's about people who go and try to start, try to renovate a house with the hopes of starting like a kind of a and b but they are in a very, very remote area, very rural area in the winter where no one comes and things don't go as planned. I love it. I already love it. It's very suspenseful. Mm. Mm, it's perfect.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> You love spooky things. I love spooky love things. Love a spooky thing. Yeah. Uh, I saw you reading it this morning. We'll see if though, is it too spooky to read at night?
1: Uh, I'm very brave.
0: Uh, I'm very yes. brave. Okay.
1: What are you consuming, Camden?
0: Uh, so I bought a VPN
1: mm. um, for
0: <laughs> baseball. Uh huh. Because the. Major League Baseball is committed to losing every last fan it has. Yes, they're working
1: so hard. They're
0: working hard. Uh, they don't let people have fun, and they don't want me, a person who lives in the city that the team plays in, to watch their games. Mm-hmm. So I have without to pre- cable. So I have to pretend I'm somewhere else. <laughs> Hence the VPN.
1: Mm-hmm. Good
0: job, Bally Sports. Mm-hmm. I don't want them as a sponsor. Yeah. Um, but there's a side effect, which is. I can just pretend I'm anywhere in the world. So we have been pretending we are in England.
1: I love pretending. And, I live my life as though I'm And anywhere. when we
0: were pretend we're in England.
1: We, we watch The Circle UK.
0: Because The Circle US has already finished. And yes, and we, we need d-
1: something else sugary for our brains.
0: Yes, when we don't want to think anymore. <laughs> um, so we've been watching that. And who knows? We might go watch The Circle Francois. Mm -hmm. and circle deutsch and Mm -hmm. russian Mm -hmm. and just all of them yeah you got this right into the show you got circle in your country we're into it
1: yeah you've got at least a few hours of excellent slash awful slash very good entertainment here we go nice camden yeah get yourself a vpn if you can it's it's wild
0: yes all right so thanks everyone for listening today if you like this episode or any of our others please 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 please, please. leave us a quick review Come that's on. just how more people find us uh we're gonna skyrocket up those charts if you leave those reviews i promise you
1: we also now have a bookshop site you can find all of the books we've ever recommended on our podcast in one place at bookshop Bookshop is a great place that helps readers find books at independent bookstores, not Amazon, while giving a percentage of any books purchased to the folks that recommended them. And in this case, that's us. You can support us and small businesses, small bookstores, by checking out our bookshop page at bookshop.org don't pee on your leg.
0: And if you're into supporting small businesses, might I suggest you support us by liking us on our social media pages on Instagram at don't pee on your leg.
1: Twitter at don't pee on your leg.
0: Just the letter P. Oh yeah. Just the letter P. Sorry. You were waiting for me to say that. And (laughs) Facebook at facebook.com slash don't pee on your leg.
1: Don't Pee on Your Leg and Other Scientific Misconceptions is a podcast produced by Two Birds, One Scone. Articles, blog posts, and more about what you can do every day to conserve our environment can be found at twobirdsonescone.org. And Camden, how do we become Patreon supporters again? What's that website we can go to?
0: You can go to patreon.com slash don't pee on your leg.
1: Our original music is by Camillo.
0: And if you have any scientific misconceptions or want to suggest what version of the circle we should watch next please email us at don't be on your leg at gmail.com have, have a, a great, great week. week
1: bye